The Bible begins and ends with a wedding. In the middle, Christ comes as bridegroom to win his bride. And throughout the Bible, God is described as jealous and his people are either faithful or adulterous. This marriage theme just runs through the Bible. It is the very heartbeat of what the scriptures are on about. In reading between the lines, we now turn from the book of Ecclesiastes to the book of Song of Songs. We go from Solomon's exercise in spiritual doubt to his love song. What a contrast. But here we are coming in line with the Bible's great narrative, its great romance. Let me read the first two verses. Song of Songs, chapter 1, verse 1. Solomon's Song of Songs. Let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth, for your love is more delightful than wine. In this book, we read about the, the wonder of lover and beloved calling to each other in tender intimacy. Chapter 2, verse 4. Let him lead me to the banquet hall, and let his banner over me be love. Chapter 2, verse 10. My beloved spoke and said to me, Arise, my darling, my beautiful one, come with me. Chapter 4, verse 1. How beautiful you are, my darling, oh how beautiful. Your eyes behind your veil are doves. Your hair is like a flock of goats descending from the hills of Gilead. Uh, it goes on. Verse 10. How delightful is your love, my sister, my bride. How much more pleasing is your love than wine, and the fragrance of your perfume more than any spice. Your lips drop sweetness as the honeycomb, my bride. Milk and honey are under your tongue. The fragrance of your garments is like the fragrance of Lebanon. You are a garden locked up, my sister, my bride. You are a spring enclosed, a sealed fountain. Here is an unabashed celebration of love. Yet it's also far more than just a love story between two young, uh, <laughs> between two young lovers. Uh, far more than that. Once we've seen that the Bible really is a love story, that it really is a romance, then we see the true meaning behind this particular romance. It's vital that we see the significance of these two lovers. In chapter 1 and verse 8, uh, the beloved is linked to a vineyard. Indeed, she seems to be a vineyard. Chapter 1 verse 6 and chapter 8 verse 12. She is a vineyard. And in chapter 1, the lover is described as a shepherd in verse 7 and a king in verse 12. He also smells like a priest. He's perfumed with myrrh and frankincense. And in chapter 3, verse 6, he looks like the Lord. He comes up from the wilderness in a pillar of smoke, just like the Lord leading the Israelites. So here is the greatest love story ever told. We've got the relationship between the shepherd, priest, king, Lord, and his people, his vine. This truly is the song of songs. Here is Christ and his bride, the church. And the burning love which they share is the very flame of the Lord. That's how the song concludes. Chapter 8 and verse 6, it says, Place me like a seal over your heart, like a seal on your arm, for love is as strong as death. It's jealousy unyielding as the grave. It burns like a blazing fly, like a blazing fire, like the very flame of the Lord. Love is the very flame of the Lord. We know from 1 John chapter 4 verse 8 that God is a blazing fire of love. Love is the divine nature and here is the most astonishing truth imaginable. This love, the blazing love that God is, it's to be shared with us. How? The Son of God 
loves us and gives himself to us in the ultimate love story. Song of Songs is all about this. It's about the God of love who through his son marries us and brings us into this love. This book speaks of the fierce, committed marital love between the shepherd king and his bride. Chapter 2, verse 16 says, My beloved is mine and I am his. Or uh, chapter 6, verse 3, again it says, I am my beloved's and my beloved is mine. Or chapter 7, verse 10, I belong to my beloved and his desire is for me. This is why Martin Luther sought to explain the gospel as the marriage of a king to a prostitute. We are the prostitute. We are the beloved. We are full of sins and shame and spiritual debts. Yet, when the king marries the prostitute, what happens? Well, all our debts go to him and all his riches come to us. Better yet, we belong to him and he to us. I am my beloved's and he is mine. And so it is with our union to Christ. All our sins and shame are taken by our heavenly bridegroom. He pays off all our debts on the cross. Then he turns to us, rises up again, and he gives us all that is his. His royal name, his wealth, his power, his family connections. It's all ours. But best of all, he is ours. I am my beloved's and my beloved is mine. Let me therefore finish with the words of Martin Luther from his book, The Freedom of the Christian. And let's appreciate this marriage union with the Lord Jesus that brings us into the blazing fire of God's love. Luther writes, Who can even begin to appreciate what this royal marriage means? Who can comprehend the riches of this glorious grace? Christ, the rich and divine bridegroom, marries this poor, wicked prostitute, redeems her from all of her evil, adorns her with all of his goodness. It is now impossible for her sins to destroy her, for they are laid on Christ and swallowed up by him. She has her righteousness in Christ, her husband which she can now boast is her very own. She can set this righteousness over against all of her sins and in the face of death and hell say with confidence, if I have sinned, nevertheless, the one in whom I trust my Christ has not sinned. Through our marriage, all that is his is mine and all that is mine is his. Mm-hmm.